our top stories tonight. The Carolina Panthers are meeting with eight quarterbacks, six of them rookies, two veteran quarterbacks. The Carolina Panthers are going all in trying to figure out what the future is at the quarterback position. And they're not alone because the New York Jets, they're also chasing after Derek Carr. We also know the New Orleans Saints are chasing after Derek Carr. The problem becomes the $35 million price tag that Derek Carr wants, which isn't a lot, but I don't know if the Carolina Panthers can afford it or not that they can't afford it if they want to. Talking to Frank Reich at the Combine early on NFL Network, we heard that Reich knows they can make the cap space. Just is that the right decision? Because you got to pay it up at some point. Instead, sounds as though one of those six quarterbacks the Panthers met is going to be the one drafted to be the QB of the future. Maybe Sam Darnold helps them out as well. We also have news from the Detroit Lions that the Detroit Lions could be interested in a quarterback. Because right now, Jared Goff is the only one on the active roster. Nate Sudfeld, last year's backup, he is a free agent. So it's just Goff. They have no one behind him. And Brad Holmes admits that they have to add to that room, the quarterback room. Could it be Anthony Richardson or Will Levis getting groomed behind Jared Goff to be that quarterback of the future? We also have word from the Combine on Keenan Allen. As we reported last night with the Chargers preview, you don't need to worry about Keenan Allen. He is staying put. Chargers have plenty of different ways that they can free up some money without getting rid of Keenan Allen. Love to see Justin Herbert keep the weapons that he has. Now, just add more. Give Justin Herbert more weapons to let Justin Herbert be Justin Herbert. We also have word from Cody at the NFL Combine that Miles Murphy, the Clemson edge defender, needs to be drafted ahead of Tyree Wilson. Tyree Wilson be getting a lot of hype over the last couple of days. We don't know why Cody says that, but I am excited to find out. We have the unfortunate news of Jalen Carter and what's going on with him. He has been called back to Georgia, being issued an arrest warrant for reckless driving and racing. Both charges are misdemeanors. We hope that justice is served in this case. And we also have word from Aaron Rodgers. He is out of his darkness retreat and the Packers are freeing up money. Sounds like Aaron Rodgers is going to be back. Sounds like Daniel Jones is going to be franchise tagged because the Giants and the and Daniel Jones are still way too far apart. And finally, we've got a preview of the Baltimore Ravens, what they're going to do for the 2023 offseason. Because Eric DaCosta, general manager of the Baltimore Ravens, he spoke earlier today and gave us some insight into what the team plans. Spoiler alert, it's the franchise tag for Lamar Jackson. All that and much, much more on Player Profiler today. As we said, the Carolina Panthers, they're going all in on quarterback. They are exploring each and every option available. They've met with Bryce Young. They've met with CJ Stroud. They've met with Anthony Richardson. They've met with Will Levis. They've met with Hendon Hooker. They've met with Max Duggan. Six rookies that they have met with. They met with five before Frank Reich took the podium, and then they met with another one after. And they've also met with Derek Carr. Derek Carr, we know, looking for $35 million a year. We don't know if that is in the budget for the Carolina Panthers, but they're going to try their best to land Carr or someone else to be that bridge quarterback for the quarterback of the future, including Sam Darnold. Panthers are still talking to Sam Darnold about what it would take to bring him back, what his number is, what he wants to get paid. Because Darnold would likely be the week one starter unless the Panthers can trade all the way up. But even still, they may allow their quarterback to sit back and develop put Sam Darnold out there to start as the sacrificial lamb before QB one takes over. It's a win-win for Darnold. Cause he gets paid. He gets to start for a little bit, put more tape out there and the Panthers don't have to rush some quarterback. That's not ready out there. So as for Derek Carr, 
He's met with the New York Jets, and he met with Jets owner Woody Johnson as well. And he met with the New Orleans Saints again. Now, he's previously met with the owner of the New Orleans Saints. He didn't meet this time at the Combine. She's not there at the Combine. But still, Derek Carr, he's taken visits. I think he's going to ultimately end up with the Jets. But it could be the Saints still. Could be the Panthers. Just seems less likely. Because Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is staying with the Green Bay Packers. We don't know that for sure. But all signs point to the Rodgers return. And we know the Packers are kind of over Aaron Rodgers. We know they're ready to see what life is like after Aaron Rodgers. But Rodgers holds all the cards. He has way too big of a cap number to just move if the Packers don't have his permission. They'd have to rework the contract, which sounds like they're going to. Already freed up $40 million in cap space. And they're now right around the cap mark. Restructured Jair Alexander, restructured Preston Smith. Earlier today, they ended up restructuring. Who did they restructure? Oh, Kenny Clark, the nose tackle. And they restructured Aaron Rodgers, forced him to take a pay cut too. So freed up a bunch of money for the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers, going to be back for one last run with Green Bay. Sorry to say, if you're hoping to see Jordan Love, it ain't happening. We also have the Detroit Lions. Brad Holmes was on NFL Network earlier today. And when he was asked about taking a quarterback round one, well, obviously we like Jared. He's our starter, but we don't have a lot behind him. We need to add some pieces to that room. They need to add some pieces to that quarterback room. And he admits it could be in free agency, could be in the draft. But the fact that the Lions are open to adding a quarterback period, that is good news for fantasy gamers. Because if they're open to Anthony Richardson, if they're open to Will Levis, Whoever that dual threat quarterback is for the Detroit Lions, if they're allowed to develop properly, sit behind Jared Goff for a year, just, oh my goodness, it's going to be lights out. It's going to be phenomenal. I cannot wait to see what the future holds for the Detroit Lions with that sixth overall pick. If it is a quarterback, if if it's a quarterback, if it's Anthony Richardson, the sky is the limit with that offense, with that offensive line, with some time to be seasoned behind Jared Goff. We also know that Cody thinks the Lions are taking a quarterback. He had C.J. Stroud going to the Lions in his latest mock draft. Stroud's continuing to climb up boards as well, though. It is a great time of year. There's so much going on around the NFL. We've also got Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen staying put. He is the Andre Reed, the Charlie Joyner of the Los Angeles Chargers. Keenan Allen ain't going nowhere. Told you it was possible. Still possible that Cleo Mack ends up staying with the Chargers as well. There's plenty of different maneuvers the Chargers can make to free up the money to just field a competitive team and get well underneath the cap. We also have Miles Murphy. We have Miles Murphy who needs to be drafted ahead of Tyree Wilson. I don't know why. I am very, very much looking forward to hear Cody talk about why Miles Murphy over Tyree Wilson, but that was his biggest takeaway, in my opinion, from being at the Combine today. We also had other reports from the Combine that Daniel Jones and the Giants, they seem like they are very far apart. Franchise tags $32 million, and the Giants will be happy to pay that, I'm sure, rather than having to cave and give Daniel Jones that $45 million contract that he so desperately seeks. Daniel Jones headed for the franchise tag. They'll reassess after this year, but looks like they have reached an impasse between the New York Giants and Daniel Jones. Then you'd follow along at Roto Underworld on Twitter at profiler underscore NFL on Twitter, at profiler underscore CFB on Twitter, all the different player profiler accounts bringing you all the news that you need coming 
from Cody Carpentier at Carpentier NFL live at the NFL Combine right now. He's going to be coming to you later tonight, I believe. Or I don't know if they're coming to you tonight. They'll be they'll be live plenty throughout the week, throughout the Combine, bringing us all sorts of news. And if you want to keep seeing this news come to you, if you want to support us, sign up for the all-in package right now. You'll have access to everything we have access to. You'll get the Dynasty Deluxe. You'll get the DFS Dominator. You'll get the rankings for the regular season. You will get everything that I have access to. Sign up now. Use promo code Jack for $10 off. $180 value for $120. You'll make your money back during the season with the websites that we promote, including Underdog Fantasy. You can start drafting now on Underdog. If you use promo code Underworld, $100 deposit match. You put in $100. Underdog gives you $100 with promo code Underworld. And you can now start making your money back. You invested in yourself with the all-in package. Make it back on Underdog. Friends over at Underdog, just the best best ball that you can find. And it's already happening now. Don't miss out. And if you're the Baltimore Ravens, are you going to miss out on Lamar Jackson? Has the sun set on Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens? Because according to Eric DaCosta, according to the general manager, of Baltimore, they have five or six different options that they're going to follow depending on how things shake out over the next 10 days. And I'm sure what that means is, well, we've got 10 days until the franchise tag deadline. And as Eric DaCosta said, as the general manager of the Ravens admitted, we're going to use a franchise tag if we can't reach a deal, whether it's the exclusive franchise tag or it's the non-exclusive. And if it's a non-exclusive franchise tag, that seems more unlikely because Lamar Jackson is worth more than two first-round picks. Given the market for Deshaun Watson, given the fact that it was three first-round picks for Deshaun Watson, and there's less question marks with Lamar Jackson, the market, Deshaun Watson set the market for the quarterback price tag, both in terms of giving them a new contract and trading for a star quarterback. So the Ravens, I can't see them giving Lamar Jackson the non-exclusive tag, because if a team comes in and gives an offer the Ravens don't match, it's only two first-round picks. and Only two first-round picks, nothing to sneeze at, but they could get more. The possibility for them putting the non-exclusive tag on is letting Lamar Jackson go out there and seeing what else is available. Seeing, hey, we're not giving you a fully guaranteed contract. We're betting no one else will, too. And that would be a silly bet for the Baltimore Ravens to make, but it's a possibility. And if someone does offer Lamar Jackson a fully guaranteed contract, the Ravens can just look at that and say, well, we were wrong. This is what you're worth. You're signing it to stay with us because that's how the non-exclusive franchise tag works. If the Falcons give Lamar Jackson a fully guaranteed contract, the Ravens could look at it and say, okay, well, we'll give you the same contract. You're staying with us now. That's how this tag works. Taking it or are you staying on the franchise tag? Of course, Lamar would take it and all would be good. But the more likely scenario is they franchise tag Lamar Jackson, the exclusive franchise tag. They get full control over Lamar. He cannot negotiate with other teams until the Ravens give him permission to. And at that point, the Ravens will be able to say, hey, this is our asking price. If you want Lamar Jackson, you have to cough up three first round picks, four first round picks, whatever their asking price is. Ravens. We'll have control, and if no team does it, 
no team reaches the asking price of the Baltimore Ravens, then they will force Lamar Jackson to play out on the franchise tag. And Lamar Jackson probably sits out the year, so we probably don't reach that point. But the most likely scenario is Lamar gets hit with the exclusive franchise tag. Lamar Jackson refuses to sign the franchise tag. The Ravens realizing, okay, it's over. We're not getting to this point. It's done. Then they'll make a deal with some other team. And of course, they're still communicating with Lamar Jackson. So they have these 10 days for Lamar to say, look, I'm done with you. I am not signing with you. I'm not playing on this franchise tag. Then they would do the exclusive tag. If it's the non-exclusive, then we would have an indication that Lamar Jackson wants to be back in Baltimore, that he's not going to refuse to play for the Ravens, even if the contract is matched by the Ravens. So there's a lot of moving parts. I think it ends with Lamar Jackson being traded after being hit with the exclusive franchise tag. $42 million would be the cap hit for Lamar Jackson this year, and then he would be traded. But that's not just my prediction. It could go in a lot of different ways. The Ravens could just fork up the money. And if they do, if they do have Lamar Jackson as their quarterback next year, just imagine him with Todd Monken, one of the best offensive minds in the NFL. He was the best offensive coordinator in college football last year. Brings a new, innovative style to this Baltimore Ravens offense, something that they have needed. Add receivers around Lamar Jackson, and it could be great. Or if they move on from Lamar Jackson, they could draft their quarterback of the future. Let's say the Raiders trade for Lamar Jackson. They have the seventh overall pick. If the Panthers do, they have the ninth overall pick. If the Falcons trade for him, I think they have the sixth, eighth overall pick. Could the Ravens draft their QB of the future and have pro bowler Tyler Huntley as the starter to open the year with Anthony Richardson or Will Levis developing behind him? All of these are possibilities. Tyler Huntley. He's a free agent, but he's a restricted free agent. Ravens aren't going to let him just walk. And they very well could go into the year with Tyler Huntley as their starting quarterback with a rookie behind them. Pivotal offseason for the Baltimore Ravens. They want Lamar Jackson back, but do they want Lamar Jackson badly enough to give him the fully guaranteed contract that he deserves? I don't know the answer to that, but I'm thinking they don't love Lamar that much. But looking at the cap space for the Baltimore Ravens, they're sitting pretty good the baltimore ravens are sitting pretty 24.3 million dollars in cap space right now without any moves made ninth in the nfl fifth in the afc baltimore ravens are doing pretty good and there's lots of moves they can make to free up even more money they can cut patrick mccarry their swing tackle their backup offensive lineman that seems unlikely though they could save up to four million dollars i just don't see it happening because the ravens have learned over the years that they need offensive linemen. Pay your backup offensive linemen because they will have to step in in a pinch. Makari stepped in at left tackle. He's been their center in their past. think he sticks around. They could move on from Tyus Bowser, save up to $4.5 million if they use a post-June 1st cut. If they do that, they have really no one on the edge, but they also have money to bring back some of their other edge defenders. They could bring back Justin Houston. They could bring back Jason Pierre-Paul. Tyus Bowser coming off the Achilles tear last year was less effective than he had been previously. That's a move they could make. They could cut Michael Pierce, save up to $4 million. And then they could restructure a bunch of guys. They could restructure Ronnie Stanley, save over $7 million. Same with Marlon Humphreys. 
and Mark Andrews, they can do some magic with his contract, save $4.4 million. Lots of moves that the Ravens can make. They can work it out with Calais Campbell. Calais Campbell returning for another year for the Baltimore Ravens. He is back. Currently, he could be cut to save $2.4 million. Or save $7 million, sorry. Save $7 million by cutting Calais Campbell. But they want him back. This is They can't get rid of Lamar Jackson and another team leader in Calais Campbell. He's going to be back for another year. And if they extend him, they can do some magic with his contract, add future years, save $4.6 million. They can extend right guard Kevin Zeitler as well, save over $4 million there. They can extend or cut Gus Edwards. If they cut Gus Edwards, they save $4 million. If they extend him, they save $2.6 million. Could go either way. The Ravens could be looking to completely revamp that backfield with a new offensive coordinator, one who more fits Todd Monken's style, or they could decide that Gus Edwards is good depth. We've been down that road when all of our running backs get injured. Keep them here. And Devin Duvernay, they can free up $2.6 million by extending Devin Duvernay as well. I hope they do. I hope they extend Devin Duvernay. I hope they get Rashad Bateman back healthy this year because Rashad Bateman, listening to Eric DaCosta's press conference, he is excited about Rashad Bateman and Rashad Bateman is excited about this offseason. He is chomping at the bit to start the offseason program, ready to go work out, ready to run some rounds. He is feeling healthy and he is excited. Rashad Bateman, he is an absolute dog. I know he's the Podfather's guy, but I love Rashad Bateman. Podfather just loves him more. But Rashad Bateman, he is a good wide receiver. He is a talented wide receiver. He can get open at will. And I am so excited to actually see a full season of him healthy doing that. He's going to dominate. He's going to be hopefully Lamar Jackson's wide receiver one. And that will be an explosive pairing. Hopefully they add another receiving option as well. I doubt that the Ravens can add a wide receiver better than Rashad Bateman. It's probably not going to happen. And so that's a good thing for Rashad Bateman by taking pressure off of him, by allowing Bateman to have one-on-more matchups, by having a threat opposite Rashad Bateman. There's no chance it's going to be better than Bateman. And so Bateman's still going to be an alpha, still going to love him in fantasy. And this Ravens offense will just get better because they'll have more red zone trips. Unless they have Tyler Huntley. And then if Tyler Huntley's the quarterback, then it's going to be less pass attempts. It's going to be rougher, but I'm still going to believe in Rashad Bateman. He is that good. He is that much of an alpha that we're trusting Rashad Bateman. And we're hoping that the Baltimore Ravens will do the right thing. They've got some picks here to work with. They've got their first round pick, 22nd overall. Lost their second round pick in the trade for Roquan Smith, who they gave a five-year, $100 million contract to. They have their third round pick. They have their fourth round pick. They lost their fifth round pick, but they gained a fifth round pick by trading Sean Wade to the New England Patriots. Sean Wade, remember that name from Ohio State cornerback? He went back for an extra year to prove that he could be a first round draft pick. Ends up drafted in the third or fourth and then sent to the Patriots almost immediately. What what a weird turn of events that was. But Sean Wade sent to the Patriots. Ravens have an extra fifth rounder. And their seventh rounder belongs to the New York Giants in a draft day trade to move up for Daniel Falele. So they've got money. They've got picks. They've also got free agents. As we talked about, Lamar Jackson's a free agent. He's headed for the franchise tag. Tyler Huntley's going to be tagged with a, he's a restricted free agent. So he's going to be tagged with likely a second round tender. Make sure that no team, if they want Tyler Huntley, they can give them a second round pick. 
They're losing running backs, Justice Hill and Kenyon Drake. And that leads some to believe that the Baltimore Ravens could draft a running back, even Bijan Robinson in the first round. Wouldn't that be exciting? Bijan Robinson and Lamar Jackson in a backfield together. Absolute nightmare. A wide receiver, lose Demarcus Robinson, lose Sammy Watkins. Robinson, their leading wide receiver this past year, which was sad, but it's not a big loss. Rashad Bateman, he's going to come back. He'll be healthy and he's much better. And hopefully, hopefully the Ravens will just add to the wide receiver room. And on defense, got some corners that are free agents. Marcus Peters is a free agent. He's been with the team ever since he came over from the Los Angeles Rams, being a cornerstone for them. He's a free agent. Raven wants, Ravens want to have him back, unknown whether or not they will be able to pay Marcus Peters and Lamar Jackson and some of these other players. Kyle Fuller started the season for the Baltimore Ravens. He ended his season early towards ACL. He's a free agent. Then some depth guys as well. Same with on the edge. Justin Houston's a free agent. Jason Pierre-Paul's a free agent. And then some of the guys that they signed because everyone was injured to start the year. Steven Means tears his Achilles, misses the whole season. Vince, Vince Beagle, I think he was an Achilles tear too. Free agent. All sorts of free agents for the Ravens, but it's mostly depth pieces. The biggest holes are left guard, where they've got Ben Powers, who's a free agent, but they drafted his replacement two years ago in Ben Cleveland. So I'm not particularly worried. Ravens constantly drafting new offensive linemen on the interior. And that's really it. It's notable that the running backs are free agents, but just because that now they could add someone else. They've got some veterans on the edge that would be nice to bring back some of them, but this is not a team with a lot of free agents. This is not a team that needs to go big in free agency to keep their guys other than Lamar Jackson, and they have the money. So what's taking so long? What are you saving for, Baltimore Ravens? What is it? Because Lamar Jackson's not signing a non-guaranteed contract. I know you offered him $130 million. That's not enough. That is not what the market demands. If we're going all in on capitalism, if we're going all in on the free market, which we believe in, if the free market is setting what people are worth, what value is, the free market has decided that Lamar Jackson is worth a fully guaranteed contract in excess of $230 million. Now, it could be less than that if he takes less years than Deshaun Watson, but on a per-year basis, Lamar Jackson needs to be making over $50 million guaranteed for the next three, four, five years. The Ravens need to accept that or move on because we're tired of waiting. What else is there to discuss? The NFLPA is behind Lamar Jackson. This is good business for Lamar Jackson. This is good business for all quarterbacks because then they will be able to argue in favor of that fully guaranteed contract as well. Jalen Hurts is going to be helped out by that. Joe Burrow is going to be helped out by that. Justin Herbert's going to be helped out by that. Caleb Williams down the road is going to be helped out by it. Lamar Jackson, he's doing good business for himself. He's doing good business for the quarterback position. And the NFL and the Baltimore Ravens just need to accept that we're here. Pay the man. But looking at this Baltimore Ravens offense, looking around who they've got and what we're going to be Working with what Todd Monken's going to be working with in 2023. Mar Jackson at QB. He's got fullback Pat Ricard back once again. J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards lined up behind him. But the receiver room, the receiver room is looking as poor as it has. 
Rashad Bateman back at X, Devin Duvernay back at Z. Those are fine. We love we love Rashad Bateman. We like Devin Duvernay, but he's a wide receiver three four. He's not a wide receiver two. James Prochet, he's in the slot. Who for some reason the Ravens just refuse to play him for large periods of time during the regular season. And then Tylen Wallace, who we liked a couple years back coming out of Oklahoma State, but hasn't shown anything. Lamar needs more help. I like Mark Andrews and Isaiah Likely, of course. Isaiah Likely needs more time running in this offense, but they need another wide receiver. They need a wide receiver too. They need a 1B to Rashad Bateman, whatever it is. They need to get Lamar Jackson some weapons. I say Lamar Jackson because they need to resign Lamar Jackson. If they don't, they especially need Tyler Huntley to get some weapons because he cannot support this offense without it. Offensive line is going to be back. It is going to be strong. They have left tackle Ronnie Stanley back, right tackle Morgan Moses back, right guard Kevin Zeitler's back, center, who was a rookie last year, Tyler Linderbaum, he's back, and Ben Cleveland steps in for Ben Powers at that left guard position. They could draft someone. They could move Patrick McCarry to that left guard position as well instead of having him as the top backup. But regardless, Ravens offense is in good shape. As for the defense, it's strong. It's strong in a lot of positions. They still have a couple holes. They could definitely add to the edge rushing room. Someone opposite Adolfe Owe. Now they do. Oh, I forgot to write down David Ajabo. For those of you listening to the podcast, you you won't, but you can watch the YouTube video and you can see this entire roster. Got to include David Ajabo, who is going to be playing this year for the Baltimore Ravens coming off of that Achilles tear for the Michigan Wolverines. So he's going to be in the lineup. We're excited about him, but you still need more. Adolfe Owe, David Ajavo, Tyus Bowser. Those are the top three. And then it's an undrafted guy in Jeremiah Moon. It's a fifth, sixth round pick in Dalen Hayes, who has been cut previously. They need to add juice off the edge. The interior is golden. They are absolutely set in the interior. They are both strong as pass rushers with Clayus Campbell and Justin Matabuke, who broke out last year. Travis Jones, their third round pick on, at the nose tackle out of Connecticut. He came on strong to end the season, so the Ravens are set on the interior. They're set at linebacker, having re-signed Roquan Smith. He's going to be playing next to, next to Patrick Queen, which will allow both of them to thrive. Marlon Humphrey, he's still there in the secondary, as is slot cornerback Pepe Williams, who really broke out last year as a rookie from the fourth round. And then their safeties are some of the best safeties in the NFL. Marcus Williams paired with Chuck Clark, paired with Kyle Hamilton. Now there are rumors that the Ravens could cut Chuck Clark, which wouldn't make any sense. They would only save $3 million by cutting Chuck Clark. If anything, they will trade him. but Ravens aren't in the business of getting rid of players just to get rid of them. So Chuck Clark could be back. If not Kyle Hamilton, Kyle Hamilton spent a lot of time in the slot for the Baltimore Ravens last year. He is versatile. He is large. He is lanky. He can get his hands on some pass breakups and Marcus Williams back there picking off passes as well. So the Baltimore Ravens, there's a couple moves that they've got to make. They need another wide receiver. They need some juice off the edge and they need a cornerback, whether it's Marcus Peters returning or someone else. They need to fix that hole opposite Marlon Humphrey. But Ravens are, as always, looking pretty good on defense. They're going to be all right. And if they do bring back Lamar Jackson, I know I've been talking doom and gloom for weeks on end that Lamar Jackson's going to leave. And I still believe that. But if I'm wrong, if the Ravens end up doing the right thing and 
Lamar Jackson is back as the starting quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. Couple key additions, and this is a Super Bowl roster because anytime you have Lamar Jackson, anytime you have a quarterback that elite, you can win a Super Bowl. Thank you.